0: Hello, it's Cindy Novotny, and welcome to my podcast of My Secrets to Stamina. If you've been following, you know that I have been interviewing some incredibly interesting people, but today I am going to talk to you just about me and some of my ideas about time management. If you haven't been following me along on a regular basis, you're going to want to because it's really pretty good, and I'm getting a lot of good feedback. But I am the person that lives the life I want. I live my life with no balance and I love it. I mean, I think probably most of you uh, have tried to find balance in your life and I can assure you that my secrets to stamina are all about doing it all, enjoying it all, and having that life and feeling good about it. So with that, welcome to your journey. So today, in this episode, I'm going to specifically talk about time management. And I really want to share with you some real life tools, my life tools. They are never fail because I'm a firm believer that, you know, time management is kind of one of those words that, well, or sayings that, are you kidding? You can't manage time. It just goes with or without you. It really is managing you, and that is the most important part of what time management's about. I want you to walk away with some real good tips that will help you get more organized. And you know what? If you don't have the perfect balance, that's okay. I mean, listen in, and I'll share with you how I manage my time. And I really don't let time manage me. And think about that. How many of you stress out because I didn't get that done, I didn't get that done? You set timers and make lists, and then by the end of the day, when much of what you planned on doing didn't get done, you're like a nervous wreck. Well, at the end of my day, I actually don't want to be a nervous wreck. So here we go. Listen up, pay attention, and make sure you check in with me. Follow me, call me, text me, and I will help you really implement some of these serious ideas that I have that work. So first, I want to share with you why it is really important to get a grip, to take charge of your life and manage your time successfully without being a crazy person. So everybody has tips and tricks. I mean, what are there, thousands of books written about it? But how many people actually take advice from someone who's quite organized now i hate to brag but you can ask anybody on my team who who is the person on the team that travels the most who is the person that is juggling more things than anybody else who is the person that in addition to running a business has a gazillion other responsibilities and that's me and i honestly get it done Now, sometimes do I run by the seat of my pants? You betcha. Sometimes do I have a moment where I think I might need a little help? You betcha. But I have a way of getting everything done. So I think when you look at someone like me who's an entrepreneur, a business owner, and a very productive member of my family, I can share with you how I do this and really how I didn't change during these past, what, year and a half of living in a pandemic. I know how you live in a moment that defines you. I know that what we all went through with this global pandemic caused more strife and grief on us than we could have ever imagined. But I didn't let that define me. What I let define me are living in those moments of time. So, prior to COVID, I was running around like crazy. One flight after another. I mean, making it all happen. Calls, dinners on on dash. I mean, we laugh because I never had a regular lunch before COVID. Because every one of my lunch hours on the road was always a conference call. So, I had to, like, eat really fast to jump on the call. Because, let's be honest, you don't really chomp away at lunch while you're on a conference call. I... I'm so excited that in February of 2020, I was awarded global service from United for the rest of my life for literally 4 million miles. Now, together with American and United, I've flown over 10 million miles. Now, think about it. I got that a month before the world shut down. But that just showed you that I was going like crazy to make it happen. So now I really sat back during COVID and said, all right, there's a few things that when we're all done with this, I'm going to do different. I'm not going to stop working. I'm not going to slow down. But I'm going to manage my time to get things done and really continue to have that foundation of excellence so I can make every moment count. No more phones at dinner. I am living in the moment. In fact, just recently, I was with one of our colleagues and we were on the road for almost two weeks together. And we're so used to sitting down and, you know, again, it's not like a friend dinner. We are friends, but it's more like, you know, we're working. So we sit down, we look at our phones, check Instagram, check emails. And at one point I said, we're stopping this. We are going to put our phones away, and we are going to see what's around us. We're going to look at all all the people. We're going to enjoy the time together, and we're going to have fun one conversation at a time. I call my parents every day. Now, I did that prior to COVID. During COVID, it was even more important to check in, but I know a lot of people that are not checking in with their good friends, with their family, family members, and during COVID, they did it a little bit more. But now that everything's busy and booming, I promise you so many people will slip back to no time, under pressure, can't do it. I have always been the person that creates celebrations, and I create them all the time. I bring goodies back to my team. I celebrate every milestone of their life, of their kids' lives, and I've always planned for those. I try to get the birthday presents bought in advance. Now, I'm even being more thoughtful in how I get that done. So, why is it so important to manage your life? Well, first of all, if you only have one role in your life, then I don't even know who you are because no one has just one role let's take a look at all the roles I have and I really would like you to think about your roles at this point because you probably have many that are very similar to me first and foremost I'm a daughter I'm a sister I'm a mom I'm a wife I'm an aunt I'm a friend I'm a business owner I'm a leader I'm a speaker a trainer a restaurant owner a blogger a podcaster a mentor, a social media influencer, a neighbor. I'm all these things. And believe me, I can take every one of them and tell you that there are issues that happen every day with one of these roles that make me have to focus in the moment. So I could actually say, wow, I'm tired. Look at these roles. I'm exhausted. You get pulled in different directions by family, by colleagues, by people on your team, by the social media world that even when it should be all positive, definitely has taken hits at me over the past year and a half as well. So I want you to take a moment and really write this down. What are the roles in your life? How many of you have siblings or kids or no kids? Oh, I forgot to mention I'm a pet owner. And one of my pets is, you know, 15 years old, needs a lot of care. It's that elder care. You know, you don't just send them to, you know, like a senior living you know, assisted living place for dogs. No, you have to create it. We had to put a blow-up bed in our family room and take turns who's sleeping with the dog because he no longer can go up the stairs. He cries all night. I forgot to mention that. Just another role in my life. So make a list of all of your roles and think about how much time do you actually spend on those roles. Now think about it. If I looked at all the roles I just went through, there's probably 15 of those I just kind of mentioned, give or take a few. And if I actually put them all down, did I spend enough time on that one? Do I spend enough time on that one? Am I engaging? Have I delegated for people on my team to help me? Because I know that the way I do it is organizing my day. That's how I manage my time. And again, I'm here to tell you, I am not a hundred percent right all the time. I'm not a hundred percent calm all the time, but I will tell you, I get it done. So how do I do it? How do I stay on task? First and foremost, before I leave my office, wherever that office may be, remember I live on the road. So it's usually a classroom, it's usually a lobby of a hotel, my guest room, a Starbucks, a restaurant. Before I get ready to lay my head on that pillow, I have looked at all my appointments for the next day. I have blocked out time on my calendar for the to-dos that I have to get done, for the sales calls that I have to make, even if it wasn't an appointment that was put in there. I do a daily lineup with our team every day, and I make sure I'm checking in. I'm doing one-on-ones with people on my team, not always my direct reports, but people that I know I have influence over on our team based on the projects they're working on. I do block out time. I block out time to, you know, work on my book. I block out time for blogging. But I do have to say that I hold everyone on my team accountable for these deadlines as well. I really can't take it when people get crazily overwhelmed and they start to lose it because their craziness, their procrastination isn't going to become my priority. I have to keep myself calm and I have to break down all my projects into bite-sized tasks. Now, over the past several months, business has literally caught on fire. It's going 100 miles an hour. We are busier than we've ever been. And I've had to deal with that on a regular basis. I've had to make sure that I don't let any of that really get in my space, in my head. I have got to seriously make sure I level things out so that I'm not making myself crazy. Now, one of those ways to do that is to manage your inbox. So think about managing an actual inbox of paper. Think about it. You would never have left your desk a total mess at the end of the day. And if you did, well, that's a whole other conversation. But if you think about that inbox in your email, I know people that have thousands of emails in their inbox. That makes me crazy even saying it out loud. And I will say to them, why do you do that? Well, I've got to be able to go back and look at it. Well, why don't you put them into folders? Why don't you put them on a place in your calendar where you're actually going to get something done. So here is how I manage my inbox on email every single day. I move every single email by the end of the day to a place that my mind trusts. So if it's a task that I know I'm not going to get to, and I do have to do it, I decide when I'm going to do it. When is the deadline? When do I have to do it? And I slide it over on my calendar, and I block out time, that I'm going to do this, let's say, on Monday, and I'm going to block out 2 to 2.30 to do it because I know at 2 o'clock on that day, I actually have time to be able to do it. Now, I do have folders, but folders make me nervous because I'm not a big fan of all the different colors and all the things because I know people that do that and I love it if you can do it where they've got their action items in red and they've got their personal things in blue. I can't do that. So, I do have folders, but then what I do is give myself tasks. Look at the XYZ folder and make sure you get this done. So, I know that I have a folder. I go to the folder and I pull it out to get it done. At the end of my day, my inbox is totally clean. It's done. Now, remember, I have a ton of international clients. So by the time I wake up and go back into that email in that inbox the next morning, it's already full again. From all the different time zones and everybody asking me, challenging me, I need this, you didn't get back to me on that. I respond the moment I get up. Now, some of you are not going to enjoy this. Because some of you get out of bed and your ritual is you either meditate or you sit for a while, have a cup of coffee or a tea. This is me and it works for me. I have to calm my mind. Remember, I put things in a place my mind trusts. So the first thing I do in the morning when I get up, which is usually around six o'clock in the morning, wherever I am, whatever time zone is I look at my emails and anything that doesn't need an immediate response. I just move on. But there are things that have come in in the middle of the night or late at night, depending on our clients, that are asking for something. So I just immediately respond. And I say things like, thanks so much. I see it. I just woke up. As soon as I get to the office, I'm going to work on this or I'm going to, you know, share it with Carla or Shelly or somebody on my team who's going to assist with this. That immediately reduces any anxiety on behalf of my client. I get emails right back, oh my gosh, I didn't mean to wake you up, that's so great, you're so wonderful, and I just bought myself some love. A simple two, three lines saying, I got it, I read it, I'm going to get on it immediately when I get back. Now, let's say it's something that I don't have to get back immediately. I still might respond. I see this, I'll let you know I'm going to be out of the office for the next two days, so I'll work on this on Monday, and you'll be able to have it in your inbox by Monday night. Doing that and actually getting things done makes the biggest difference in the world. Now, think about this. When you empty your email, your inbox every night, it clears your head. I don't want to leave the office and go down and have make dinner or go out to dinner with family or friends or even just myself if I'm on the road. And sit and look at emails and and go over them and and do this. I don't want to do it. I want to clear my mind. It's all about clearing the mechanism. Clear my mind so that I can enjoy the moment I'm in. Remember I already told you, I am truly trying to enjoy the moment I'm in. Now, I do set appointments with everyone. I set phone appointments with family members. I set phone appointments uh, with everybody on my team. Uh, There's many times my mom will call me. She doesn't know what I'm doing. If I'm on a a Zoom call, a conference call, I'll see it come. My phone's off, but I'll immediately message her because I can do a couple things at once and say, I'm on a call. I'll call you when I'm off. I never miss those calls. Those are important things that I can't jump off the call I'm on to take that call, but I will turn around and call that person right back. Now, there are times that I'll say, you know, I can't talk to you till the end of the day or I'll call you on Saturday morning. That is an unofficial phone appointment, but it's still a phone appointment. So that's one of the simplest ways. I keep work flowing pretty easy and keep myself managed. But how do I do it at home? How do I make sure that I'm organized? How do I do that when I come home from a trip as I just did at Nine o'clock at night and a Thursday night, my first calls start at seven o'clock or eight o'clock in the morning. I immediately have to be, you know, up, ready to go, and on camera. And I literally go all day long until sometimes five thirty, six thirty, seven thirty, depending on the time zones. And I do that, let's say, all day Thursday, all day Friday. Saturday is my day to then get the hair done, get the nails done, run a few errands because Sunday morning I'm catching a 10 a.m. flight. That's what my life was before COVID and that's what my life has begun again, which I'm glad. I'm totally happy about. So how do I do it? I always organize my closet based on what I'm going to pack and I do it mentally and sometimes I jot it down Based on the gig I'm going to. So there's usually a certain city and I know I've got three different events. I can definitely wear some of the same clothes. If I'm not crossing over to some of the same customers, I can change it up. So if it's a week, I can have, let's say three outfits that I can change. I can change up, but I lay them all out. So I will tell you that on Saturday, I am packing for four weeks without coming home. And those four weeks include an international trip overseas to the Middle East. So in addition to packing for Chicago and Dallas and Michigan and Boston and Vegas, I am packing for the Middle East. You have to like think about the, the variety of what I'm going to need. All day long, I'm going to need things, and then in the evening, I'm going to need things. But the key is that I'm not going to stress myself out because on that trip, I'm taking two suitcases, but I pack smart for the road. Obviously, it's hot in the summer in the Middle East, but I'm inside a hotel, air conditioning, so when I go out, I can wear some of the same things that I wore in a hot city like Chicago at night, and I just change things out. I usually pick a color scheme for the week because it makes it easier for me with shoes. I pack, like this week, it's all going to be blacks and whites. It's all going to be, let's say, you know, off-whites with more pinks and blues and some of these different pastel colors. That way it allows me to only take a few pieces of jewelry and a few shoes. And it really does help minimize, you know, my packing and gets me more organized couple things that I live in heels. And if you know me, I can do anything in heels. And I love heels. And I wear heels all day long. But then once the day's over, I do want to put on flats. So I have to be able to pack enough little after type evening shoes to go along and and make that work. So if you lay it all out, you will absolutely stay calmer. I never unpack my makeup bag. So I've got absolutely everything right at my disposal when i come home i simply pull my makeup bags out and i work right out of those makeup bags maybe i'll add a new you know type of eyeshadow or a new new something but my face creams my cleansers they just get replenished and i just live out of those bags and if you think that that sounds like oh i don't want to live like that i want things to be like really really like i'm home well if you're only home for 3 days living out of a makeup bag on your counter Actually, that's not that big a deal, and it really does organize me. So, these simple things help me create more time, because I challenge you. Those of you that do not have enough time to spend with family and friends, to spend doing things you want to do, golfing, playing tennis, baking, crafting, whatever it is, if you don't have enough time, then I have to tell you that's your problem, not anybody else's. It's your life to be able to figure out how to manage all that. So, you know, some of the things I like to also share that people ask me about all the time is how did I do this as a working mom? Because those of you that don't know me, I raised my daughter on the road. I pulled her out of school one week a month. I took her with me. Uh, When she graduated from university, she joined our team and now uh, works in our and runs our Houston office. But I was a working mom, and I traveled as much while she was in literally first grade, second grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, all the way until she graduated. And I never have looked back. I never have regretted one day because I was organized. I would take her on the road. We would do all her homework on the plane because I had an independent teacher agreement that would allow me to be able to take her out of school and not have any grief from anybody as long as I got her homework done for that week. Now, the funny story is, is that I've had so much fun with that because on some of the long-haul flights, because that's where she actually wanted to go, and I'll tell you a little bit about that, you know, I would be sitting, let's say, when she's in the 8th and ninth grade with some serious math homework. Not my best topic, I might add. And we'd be struggling, and we'd be on, you know, a 14, 15-hour flight, and between sleeping and watching movies and eating, we'd be doing our work, right? And we'd be struggling, and there'd undoubtedly be... Somebody that would hear us and the somebody was like an engineer and the somebody would say, are you struggling with a math problem? And I would say, yes, well, I can help you. I'd say, great. And that person would become our mentor and our math teacher for the next hour as we finished the project. And that's how you connect with people. You know, I would have to supply cookies and treats for my daughter's swim team for her water polo, for her school, and I wouldn't be there. Now my husband was always home. If I was gone, I had a nanny, but I wanted to be able to do that. So even if I knew I wasn't going to get home in time, the beauty of working in luxury hotels is there is chefs and there are bakers and pastry chefs. And I would say, I just need like, 30, you know, cookies, just some basic, like, you know, chocolate chip is fine. And I would have them all packed up and I'd fly home with them. I did have them FedExed occasionally if I wasn't going to be able to make it. And I remember the day my daughter said to me, I really enjoy that you do bring them in, Mom, and that you really make an effort, but I think it would be better if you take Tupperware with you and put them in the Tupperware because all the other moms, they bring theirs in in Tupperware and yours is kind of showing up in a Ritz Carlton box. And I'd say, Oh, yeah, that's a good point. And so, I'm not kidding. That was how I lived with No Balance and loved it. Because I still had the cookies. So what? I didn't make every single one of them. I made enough things. You know, I didn't have the benefit of Zoom or FaceTime when my daughter was young and I was traveling. But I would talk to her several times a day when she'd get home from school. I talked to her every night. I said her prayers with her. I read her nighttime, bedtime stories. I talked to her all the time. And our favorite line was, I would say, look out your window and look for the moon. And she'd look for the moon in the days that she could see it. And I'd say to her, I'm looking at the same moon. Same moon, sweetheart. We've got the same moon insight, meaning we're very, very close. See, I had to live on the road. That is the job. That is my career. That is what I did. But yet, I know many parents that lived in my same neighborhood where their daughters and sons grew up with my daughter, and they didn't work, and they still had nannies, and they still went to their tennis class and their golf lessons, and they still complained they had no time for their kids. You see, I have an issue with that. If you choose to stay home, good for you. I think there's no tougher job in the world than being a stay-at-home parent and really being there 24-7. But if you're going to have the luxury of all the help and still be able to manage all this, then stop the complaining. Just stop it. Because you should have the ability to be able to give as much time as needed to the kids that you decided to stay home and raise. We sang songs together. I mean, one of my favorite songs that I sang with her all the time would be, you know, you and me against the world. Sometimes it feels like you and me against the world. And when all the others turn their back and walk away, I am here to stay. And that is the truth. You know, getting the best mom award because I was there more, that never mattered. I gave more. I was more present even if I wasn't physically there. You see, I made it happen because I managed my time. I made it happen because I chose a path that not everybody chooses. I made it happen because I had no problem saying out loud, I live with no balance and love it. I made it happen because I chose to have a child, stay married, be an entrepreneur, invest everything I could to be successful, And now today, when I look back, and she looks back, and my husband looks back, there are no regrets because we lived in the moment because I managed my time. So thank you so much for spending some time with me. I can't wait until my next episode, which I am going to talk again about my secrets on wellness. I am not the workout fanatic. I think people that know me know that. But I've done pretty good at taking care of myself, and I can't wait for you to hear that one.